0: Good evening, everyone. It's your ingenue game designer, Jeremy Gage. Coming back again to talk to you about Kaleidoscope. I find these relatively soothing to do. Because what you don't know is that I put in some Earbuds and listen to lo fi beats while I do this so that I can concentrate and just let my stream of consciousness go, man. Um, If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at jammygage5 over on Twitter. If you like what's going on, feel free to reach out to me and talk to me about what I'm making. So I think this is the last expositional bit before I start getting into like mechanic specific sections of what I'm working on and those design choices. The whole reason I really started this series is sort of like a proof of purchase in terms of all my interviews with very amazing designers to show that I'm learning from them, that I'm taking in the information they're spilling out, just like all of you great listeners out there. So thanks for listening along and learning with me. I also like that this is an opportunity for me to speak to all of you personally. And, you know, it's like we're chatting around the proverbial table. So uh, the little bit I have here from past Jeremy is devlog number three. What are you playing as in this game? So. At current concept in the setting. You will be playing as what is known as a soul that is S.O.L. In the setting of Kaleidoscope, it's sort of solar punk focused. And there is this event that causes the light from a cosmic anomaly to sear the planet, but also mutate people. It's kind of the same premise as, or loosely, loosely the same premise, as if anyone's seen that show Heroes, where the eclipse happens, and then people suddenly get superpowers. It's sort of that. So they're named the soul because they get their energy from that light. The soul are superheroes, for lack of a better term, and the form they take on. So as I in my current experience with the games that I've seen, I'm sure there are other categories. But as I see it, there are some there's like three main categories. And one of those has like subcategories to it. So I had to decide what sort of category I wanted The soul to be. Since this is a tactical game, some of my answers, I think, are already given to me based on that. But uh, just so you know what my thinking is on avatar design. So the first category is a one-to-one avatar. It is broken up into subcategories between like classes and playbooks and piecemeal combinations. So like games that have you take little tools, little bits of tools or mechanics to make a character concept. And so in, and then the other two categories that I find uh, within my knowledge are housed characters. So this is stuff like bluebeard's bride and Black Mass both of those games have a single character in which multiple players or two characters less characters than there are players at the table where they inhabit personalities or concepts or spectrums of that character's psyche to some effect I don't know if there are other variations of that I'm sure there are but I just like the term housed character And then the last one is bleed, where you're basically playing yourself. So this, to my experience, happens more in lyrical games than trad style games. But, you know, bleed is just about how much of yourself do you put in your character? And the most visceral, to my knowledge, is you are literally just playing yourself. So I am more on the avatar side of character creation in this game, and i have sort of a piecemeal situation going on. So when you play a soul, you get to pick a couple of things. First of all, you pick where you're from. Uh, there is a brain trust member by the name of Kevin, whose last name I don't want to attempt to butcher here, but they go by the handle nitknack I believe, on Twitter. And Kevin brought this really interesting concept that maybe I knew of tangently, but didn't know exactly what it was, of diaspora. So the concept of new cultures being formed based on the movement of people or traditions uh, as a loose definition. And so the first thing you get to pick is what nation you're from or you were born from. Uh, within the game's setting and it has options, it'll have options for you to create your own nations which I think is very important to um, a game that's sort of derived on the setting because I think I had a conversation with a very small conversation with some individuals about how they were bouncing off setting specific based games and I can, I can see that I like my setting, I like where my setting is going But I also want to allow facilitation for people to make their own content inside of the box that is solar punk, because the point of this game, the point of what I want to say about this game is that solar punk is possible and anyone can make it possible. So you have to take your own experiences and perspectives and make nations. But that's another dev log for another day. So you get to pick what nation you're from. And then you get to pick what nation you're living in. And those little side like camping skill, downtime action type things. And then it also uh, determine allegiances and enemies to other nations that are in the book after that. And you write some detail things, looks, name, builds, you know, whatever the spectrum of what your character looks like slash personality things. Then after that, you will pick your favored aether or chroma. I don't know what the name for it is. I, I'm getting tired of writing the word aether in this document or variations of aether. <laughs> so I, I feel like I want to change it to a different word. But in the game, there are uh, these these affinities and an affinity are your stats. In one version of the game, they or excuse me, in two variations of the game, there are two fictional engagement mechanics. One is called making moves where you roll the affinities to engage a specific move based on a uh, uh, fictional, fictional context. So think like iron sworn moves, think powered by the apocalypse moves sort of that effect. And then the other is taking action. So this is more loose, abstract narrative engagement with the fiction. So think Blades in the Dark is kind of where that goes from. I mostly currently am using moves strictly in combat, but I am starting to dabble in like social abilities. Uh, I can't wait to get into moves in the devlog. That's going to be really exciting for me. So that's the next thing you get to pick. You get to pick your favorite affinity. There are six Ember, which is fire, Rhyme, which is ice, Terra, which is earth, Umbral, which is darkness or shadow, and Astral, which is light. Haha, these are the colors of magic to some extent. Uh, just kind of riffed on. And the last affinity is gear. So this represents all of your. Tools, weapons, gadgets. In the current document, you get this thing called a prism, which is basically a nanotechnology shifting cube that makes light material and tangible. So think those really cool light shields from Black Panther, because those things are fucking sick. And. You get to pick one favored affinity, which sets it at two, and then you get at rank two, and then you get another minor affinity, which is set at rank one. You can train other affinities throughout the game if you want to, but you basically are picking your two colors of magic deck as a character. Uh, I'd probably pick Embril, or uh, I usually play white and black mid-range decks, so I'd probably pick Astral and Umbral as my affinities. Uh, in addition to the gear affinity, you also get to pick verbs or tools, quote unquote. So you pick a, a verb from the list donate, denoted by affinity type. So Ember has verbs like chase and strike, and something and something that affect. And basically, it will let you add an extra die to your die pool from your gear affinity. Rank to increase your odds of succeeding when using that tool. This only applies to taking action moves. This does not apply to making moves. But just sort of like, if you have a verb that says chase, you might have uh, your prism turn into a, I don't know, a tracking beacon. Or you might have it turn into spiked treads that will let you travel difficult terrain easier. So those are the affinities. You pick those and then after that, you have disciplines. So disciplines are a delineation of the deck archetypes from Magic the Gathering or really any trading card game. I don't know about any trading card game. I don't know, like, what Pokemon and Digimon have when it comes to deck archetypes. But the general principle, if you don't know, is that there are three main types of decks. There are ag- aggro decks, which look to end the game as soon as possible and don't want to interact with your opponent's deck. There are mid-range, which basically, which basically is a versatile version of deck building where you either try to outlast an aggro deck or you try to be faster than the last type, which is control. And then the last type is control, which you're looking to make reactive plays, stop your opponent's game plan, you interact with their deck fully. And then by the end, you have some sort of big finisher that they can't handle because you tapped all their resources for the remainder of the game hence why they're called Control. There's some additional subcategories, stuff like Engine, where it's inevitable that you're going to win once your combo gets engaged. There's Tempo, which you're basically playing cards one-to-one with your opponent, and you're trying to make the most efficient plays based on the most efficient cards that exist within that archetype. And... Yeah, so you get to pick your discipline, which are based off of those. So, for example, there is the discipline of wrath, which increases all ember and astral effects by one. Or, excuse me, reduces their costs by one. And you get to um, pick an extra ember tool or something like that. I don't have the document in front of me because I don't want that to distract me from talking, talking here. So... Um, and then after that you get to pick no I think that's about it I think that's what makes up your character so yeah you get to pick a favored aether you get to pick your background you get to pick your nations you get to pick disciplines and that essentially makes up your character so that's what you play uh, in addition to that There are two versions of narration mode. So this game will either be a GM'd game or a narrated game. Narrated, I like the sound of that. This will be a... It can either be a narrated game by a single person or it can be a cooperative game where it's narrator full and all the individuals at the table have say in what happens in the fiction, which you should regardless if there is just a single GM or not. But... It splits up the duties into, well, duties. This comes from Band of Blades. Uh, If unfamiliar, Band of Blades has, in their downtime phase, you play as the commander, the marshal, the quartermaster, and then potentially one of two other optional roles. And each of those roles have administrative bits where, say, the quartermaster gets to pick what mission everyone goes on. They have to keep track of how much time is passing. The... Marshall has to keep track of the Legion soldiers, such as their wounds and their stress. And the quartermaster gets to manage downtime activities and assets that the Legion holds, like items. So I sort of like that model because I'm always a fan of delineating those sorts of jobs to everyone so that everyone feels like the world is a... uh, within their own... or excuse me, that they have their own influence in the world, sort of additional buy-in as to what they say goes in the game. So like, for example, some of the roles that I have in there or duties are ambassador. So the ambassador gets to do NPC generation and manage relationships with nations. And then there's the cartographer who gets to generate points of interest and decide where the party goes. Then there's the Chronicler. They get to manage downtime and they do recaps for all of the players. And then I don't have like a name for them yet. Right now it's the Survivalist, but I don't love the Survivalist. It might be something different. And they get to manage creatures as well as creature abilities. And they get to generate creatures. So they kind of manage combat in a sense. And... There are four duties. You can pile those on to one person. You can split them up. If someone really doesn't feel like taking on any duties, one person could have two duties and that can just be split up as you please amongst the table, depending on everyone's capacity to play the game. So that is essentially what you play in the game fictionally. Uh, basically, my Characters take a piecemeal approach. I really didn't want to do classes that have a specific tool set available to them because I want people to feel like they have access to do the things they want to do to enjoy the game, especially if it's a setting-specific game. And I didn't want to do playbooks because I didn't want to pigeonhole character concepts into... characters so for those who may not know exactly what i'm talking about classes are basically tool sets that you build a concept around so for example in DD, this would be if there's a paladin you have to take all the baggage and tools that come with a paladin and then make your character concept based on that you could obviously make a character concept but you're always going to try to fit that into the box of the tool set playbook on the other hand is where you get a concept such as the hero or the bad boy or the rebel or the femme fatale or whatever have you. And you get to pick what tools come with that associated playbook. So that's, it's sort of like taking on a role versus making up a role. And then piecemeal is like that in the middle of, take a bit of pieces from this and a bit of pieces from that. And that's where my class character vessel design comes from or I'm attracted to. Anyways, I have another game that I've put on the back burner for this one. That's like a devil may cry rip. And I also have a very like piecemeal design in there because you get to pick like what weapons you want to use and then you get to switch stances and stuff. So that's just my general attraction. So, yeah, this has been Devlog three. Uh, let, you know, hit me up on Twitter and let me know what affinities you would pick. If you don't play Magic the Gathering, then, you know, I haven't gone into what the I'll, I'll probably go into affinities at some point throughout this. But yeah, let me know what what you would make. I guess you don't know what's in the book, but, you know, use what you've heard here to be like, yeah, I would play mid range Astral Umbral character. I would do control blue black. If you if you play Blue Black, we might not be friends because that's dirty. (laughs) Anyways, I'm Jeremy Gage. Uh, Find me on Twitter at Jeremy Gage 5. Support me over on Venmo or Kofi, your choice. Or share this with people. That's like the free method for... And powerful, free, powerful method for anyone to just share this with people. Just blast it out. I mean, there's nothing that can. And this is not just go for me. This goes for any podcast, actual play, game that you buy, Kickstarter that you kick start. Yeah. Costs you nothing and it takes very little time. Especially if you like it. That has been Devlog 3. Uh, thank you everyone and have a beautiful evening it's evening here morning afternoon goodbye